This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. The knave of hearts, I've missed you. The feeling is certainly not mutual. Or rather, I've missed the money you owe me. I take it you've brought it to me. Or is the girl your form of payment? Hey. Actually, I came here hoping to make a deal for the forget-me-not. Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is the podcast you've earned. And we're also here to talk about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Yay, uh, excellent. Well, I guess we should, uh, as as we've been doing for these Wonderland episodes, we have a guest I would like to... Uh, do you want me to introduce you as Jason George or JG? This is my old college roommate. Uh, I call him JG, but I don't know if he goes more exclusively by Jason now or not. He's all grown up now. Depends on who's talking to me. <laughs> friends are JG's just fine and new friends as well. Okay. Okay. So we'll go with JG then. How you doing, JG? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, really looking forward to the discussion. I've been looking forward to it all week long. Yeah, and uh, you guys don't have to worry just because he's my old college roommate. It's not going to be catch-up time because we had a 45-minute conversation <laughs> earlier today doing catch-up time. And it was excellent. It Def- was excellent. Definitely. Uh, right right back where we left off, you know, five or six or seven or 20 years ago. However Close to eight. It was yeah. a long time. Too long. It was it was it was a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, known as oh, West Liberty Virginia. State College. There's how things have changed. Now it's West Liberty University. I know it. There we go. Something like that. It wasn't yeah. cool that, like that back then. Mm. Yeah, but uh, JG, uh, you know, he he follows us on the Facebooks and everything, and uh, you know, personally as well as the podcast, and you know, he's always there uh, with a comment or something for uh, w- whenever a new episode's released. So when we were trying to line up guests for the Wonderland podcast, it just it was a natural fit, and we finally got him. He's never done like even a Skype call before, so we finally got him a little bit into the twenty first century. I was going to say, welcome to twenty thirteen. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, uh, just last week I upgraded from the rotary phone. But no, not uh, really. Well. But uh, to give you an idea of how untech savvy I am, I uh, you know I refer to it as the Facebook. <laughs> it's the Facebook. The kids in their Facebook these days use whippersnappers. Yeah, exactly. The grandparents Post- in their Facebook posting their selfies on the Facebook. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's me. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, you know, we're here to talk Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, so I guess we should get to it, which means, Anne-Marie, could you fill us in that wonderful rhyming episode summary, please? Bear with me if I suck. I've only read it once. (laughs) (laughs) The name. The key being an... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that being a teacher, the key is to just remember to take your pauses at the punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. That's okay. Yes. Yeah, JG is a teacher, so... He'll be correcting our English the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the knave gets a backstory as a man who was merry. Alice fights two creatures, both 
are quite hairy. As Scarlet the Knave steals for his lover, and that lover's identity is finally uncovered. Cyrus tricks the baddies, and their plan goes to pot. All in this week's episode, Forget Me Not. So, uh, just a, you know, a rough idea here. Uh, Anne-Marie, what did you think of the episode? Best episode of the season. I, I, w- I would have to agree with you. Uh, why do you say that, though? Um, well, there was a lot going on, a lot rev- Like, I felt, again, kind of similar to how Once was this week. There was a lot mm-hmm. of backstory, but a lot of pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And I think they, as a creative group, have finally been able to reach that balance of keeping the story moving while giving you the backstory you absolutely need to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Uh, JG, what was it? Just uh, you know, off the top of your head, what was your initial impression of the episode? The same as Anne-Marie's. I thought uh, it was a, the best one yet. Uh, I thought it was a good mix of exposition and also some action and s- some stuff going on you know, that, that moved the plot forward as opposed to just backstory. However, having said that, the backstory was pretty excellent. And uh, yes, what I've known of, of Robin Hood's story is that the Will Scarlet character was always my favorite one. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was great. I thought it was very good. Yeah, and I I love that they're doing that old trope from the regular once series of making you know some of the main characters like every character in very yes. exactly like the uh, the Rumpelstiltskin is the, the beast for and instance the crocodile, the crocodile. <laughs> exactly I, I, that's that's perfect I'm, I, I'm surprised they didn't make I I was gonna say I'm surprised they didn't make him Tinkerbell too. <laughs> <laughs> but then, oh, but, oh go ahead. Yeah, JG. then people would be up in arms about that. You never of know. Of course, about, you know. We don't like that. <laughs> might have just been a little bit too far. Who knows? A bridge too far. <laughs> okay, so uh, for, first, uh, we, one of the things that we should probably talk about is the big reveal at the end of the episode of who uh, Anastasia actually was. Amazing. I, I I just have written WTF question mark exclamation point at infinitum. <laughs> but yeah, that was a pretty big uh, reveal. Uh, it, it indeed it was. Now, having said that, I think that uh, I'm pretty good at picking out things on these shows. And as soon as they showed her in the flashback in the bed, I thought, well, that's the queen. OK. Mm-hmm. And I even told my wife that I said, that's the queen. She's like, you think I'm like, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, it completely made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It completely made sense. And when I looked back, I was like, why didn't I catch that? Because she even speaks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, exactly. think maybe, I think maybe if something was blocking me from thinking that, it was maybe just the fact that uh, she was hitting on Jafar last week. So it kind of, I, I kind of wasn't just expecting it from that angle. But I, I, I can totally I, – I mean, from the back, you could tell it was her on the second watch through. Yeah. Like second watch through, you could definitely tell it was her. So I'm, I'm surprised I didn't pick up on that <clears throat> at first. Uh, something that uh, me and Anne-Marie have been talking about as we've been – uh, you know, talking about the episodes, though, is how weird her performance as the queen has been. But I guess that's intentional because her performance as the Anastasia side of the character in this episode, I thought was really good. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, 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 you know, and that's the thing about this show that I think makes it pretty spectacular. Uh, both uh, shows is the fact that you have these people that seem very vile. And very just horrid, you know, on the mm-hmm. surface. But when, once you see what has happened to them in the past, you kind of understand. So uh, what kind of tipped me off, though, and have, you know, with the fact that she was the queen, uh, you know, was uh, Will Scarlet's lover, is the fact that the very first mention of the knave, you know, she has that look on her face. Yes. 
Okay, yes. it, it's not necessarily an uh, uh, an angered look. It's more of a you know like uh, like someone like put a dagger in her heart look. You know, right? Like, you know, just a bit of recognition. So. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the things I caught the first time around before we had the reveal. I was like, "What is?" But then again, the knave is supposed to be the queen's like right hand man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I was yes. like, "Okay, so what angle is that coming from?" Second walkthrough, it was definitely you know scorned lover. <laughs> exactly, and that and that seems to be a pretty regular theme with the characters in the show, the scorned lover. Yes. Now. Well, yeah, I mean, and- when true love is uh, as major a force as it is on the, on this show or these shows, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have that. <laughs> That's going to be the you know the antagonist to true love is, is uh, love scorned. Yes, and interestingly, it, it, it's what actually tends to push the characters over the edge into the dark side. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, the the, uh, the scorn lover. You know, they they start out as these really you know loving characters, and they become vile you know people mm-hmm. due to how they've been done by others. I think that's and you know that's interesting. You know, I think right. I find that very interesting. Like I love um, when he asks her if she, he if she's ready, and she said. Um, or no, what she said, um, what are we going to do when we get there, basically? It says, we can be whoever we want to be. Mm-hmm. So that almost leads me to believe she just wanted to be, I don't know, queeny. Like, <laughs> like right. she just wanted like, to like have the power that she obviously didn't have in the Enchanted Forest. Well, do you, do you think she was being manipulative uh, to try and get there to get the power? Or do you think maybe it, it was just a, a – I mean it really depends on what happens once they got there. But Or, right. or was it a situation where she went, was going through with intentions? Because that's one of the things I noticed in her performance was just kind of like a doe-eyed innocence hopefulness like in her eyes. And so I'm wondering if maybe she made it to Wonderland and then got the the hunger for power. The greed. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Marie. Go ahead. um, I was just going to say, I could see a little of both. Mm -hmm. I I could see a little, like, she was definitely very, you know, lovey. I would just want to be with you. But I don't know. I could see her, you know, she wants to be somebody different. And who is going to be more different than a poor chick in a cottage than a queen? This is true. I don't know. I I could see that. I could see that. Um, Or perhaps, you know, it's one of those things. I'm kind of guessing that he wronged her somehow. And and that's what pushed Mm -hmm. her towards the dark side. Uh, Sort of like Regina, you know, I mean, she started out Mm -hmm. as kind of a a decent uh, person. But once, you know, she was pushed. It, it, you know, and she might have that personality that it doesn't take a lot of pushing. So right. I'm yeah. thinking that he did something to scorn her, and I think he's the one that instigated her rise to power, as it were. Uh, that that's what I believe. Well, we did um, kind of get the impression last week that he he he's a bit of a. Uh, Oh, how do I put this politely? Ladies' man. Yes, a ladies' man. <laughs> Say that. He, right. He, he's he's a bit of a scoundrel, a dog, if you will. So uh, yes. I could definitely see that. But I I, I mean, it, it it's also a situation. I wonder if he was if whatever happened with her is what turned him into that for a while anyway. But exactly. I, I guess we'll just have to hopefully I'm hoping, you know, well, obviously not next week because there is no episode next week because of Halloween, I guess. But uh, if you didn't if you didn't know out there, no episode next week. But the next episode, hopefully, will get uh, a little bit more filled in on what happened once they got to Wonderland. I think we will based on the preview, but we'll discuss that later. Definitely. Uh, wait, one thing I, I will say, though, is however it came to an end, uh, it, it was obviously a bad end. And oh, yeah. it, that that was probably yes, 
I, I'm guessing a curse put on the mirror by Maleficent after she found out that it was uh, stolen because she said that the mirror from that point on will only bring misery. Uh, right. Yes, so. yes, she did. I, and you know, I forgot that line. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, Although, good point. I don't, I don't think we have it in any of our main points here. We'll veer off for a second. But I, what did you guys think of the Maleficent thing? Because they kind of build that up like uh, the creators and stuff were saying on Twitter, oh, Maleficent's going to be in the episode. And it was just like a voiceover. I don't think it was actually even the actress who played her. On I don't think it was, but I wouldn't say that's the last time we've seen her. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I think yeah. she'll be back. She'll be back, and, and it, but you know, I think that's typical of a uh, of a of the show producers. You know, um, mm-hmm. oh, check out this awesome character we're gonna have, and it's just gonna be in a mirror or something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, right. I think that's typical. And I, but I think all all forms of entertainment do that to a degree. You know, whether it be a comic book or what have you. But uh, yeah, they have um, yeah, to te- think- they, have, they have to tease it out, tease it out, and make it seem like the best thing ever, even if. If it's uh, just a cameo, okay. <laughs> a small <laughs> right. cameo. Exactly. Well, I think it's also trying to build the crossovers. Like I know it's a completely independent story, but the amount of crossover mm-hmm. um, in everything is pretty. Yeah, it pretty was really intense. nice to see Robin Hood. Uh, I was going to make that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say yeah. that myself. That's one of the things I look forward to the most is to see how the show does crossover. I know it's going to be its own independent story, and that's great. But I really do love the characters from the main show, and I did love seeing Robin Hood in this episode for sure. I just like that they made Robin Hood a main character in both episodes this or both um, series this week. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I think that helped them. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed. <laughs> like, like, it, his character needs fleshed out a little bit more, too. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. We're not there yet. So. Yeah, but uh, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, address this a little more head on now. Uh, yeah, the knave is also Will Scarlet, uh, which I, I, I did a little bit of research into the character. By a little bit of research, I went to Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> but basically – other viewer that's not a hardcore robin hood fan went to wikipedia this week (laughs) but uh, basically will scarlet he was he was sort of a well-to-do kind of guy uh the the person i think it was his dad uh was well-to-do and he was benefiting from that he was like a rich spoiled brat kind of guy his dad got into some trouble said go visit your uncle Robin Hood. I think I think it was said it was his uncle, or maybe that yes. was just like Bob's your uncle kind of British thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but he shows up and uh, he's like, "Hey, can I be in the Merry Men?" And Robin Hood's like, "Yeah, sure, but change your name." And the guy picks Will Scarlet, and he was just kind of always around there in the background. You know, he would just get mentioned. Oh, and Will Scarlet opened the door for Robin Hood when he was on his way to something very important. And, you know, just random mentions like that. But I guess, uh, JG, uh, you reminded me in our conversation earlier, Christian Slater played him in the the Prince of Thieves movie, right? That's correct. And, in fact, he and uh, Kevin Costner were the the two uh, lead American actors. So I'm assuming – that's why I got the pass for not using a British accent. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but in, in, in a lot of the stories, too, it, it said that he's supposed to be an outstanding swordsman mm. and um, or perhaps uses like daggers or something like this. And that was his weapon of choice in the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, the, uh, the throwing knife or dagger, whatever you want to call it, I guess. And uh, in, in that movie, he was uh, Robin Hood's uh, bastard brother, basically, that uh, – that that his father had uh, forsaken and doted on Robin Hood, you know, and then and 
Christian Slater knew that, and he fostered a lot of resentment toward uh, Robin of Loxley and all that clan and all that stuff. But by the end, he redeems himself and uh, mm-hmm. becomes one of Robin's trusted married men. Well, uh, unfortunately, that doesn't happen to our character in this <laughs> week's episode. Definitely not in our... He kind, no. he kind of burns that bridge with uh, Robin Hood there. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if you did notice, too, something that uh, I, I think you'd mentioned a moment ago, and it, it was represented in the show, too, was Will Scarlet clearly looked out of place with those merry men. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like, he was very yeah. finely dressed, kind of, you know, he was kind of like... In fact, the way he dressed kind of... Went against uh, where he lived, you know. It yeah, seemed like he was like the poor little... farm boy type, but he dresses like a dandy. Not to be yeah. confused right. with dandy lion, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know, he dressed like a dandy, and I and I thought that was interesting because you, you know he's that says a lot about a character. I think you know if you're supposed to be this poor guy who you know lives in a farmhouse but you have the finest clothes what does that say i think you might be able to read a little something into that you know true yeah maybe i'm just overthinking it but isn't that what you this podcast is for that's what this podcast is about is overthinking it so it's fine <laughs> exactly. uh, no, you know something uh, kind of interesting though is that both characters who ended up in storybrook from wonderland lived in like weird little shacks in the enchanted forest before they got transported to wonderland which yeah, is i didn't even think of that weird yeah, thing to either. bring up but we, uh, we definitely we were questioning the past couple of weeks you know how the knave got to storybrook um but i'm guessing you know because we weren't sure if he was a native of wonderland or the enchanted forest i guess this episode if nothing else told us definitely the enchanted forest is where he came from and Absolutely. we also found out how he got to wonderland which is cool Absolutely. Yeah, nice. uh, Amory, you had. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was. I, I was actually going to throw to you uh, for your point there. Uh, the Looking Glass. Yeah. How the heck did he know it was Maleficent's, or that it would be at Maleficent's? How did? I mean, maybe this comes from us thinking he's probably a little more well off than he was letting on. Mm-hmm. But how did he know all of these details about Maleficent? He knew she'd be gone for a couple of days, and there's gold in the thing, in the like. He went right for the looking glass. Yeah, see, we we never really got a clear idea, really, of how they hatched this plan. I think to we didn't get anything of the plan. We, we, we got just, the... he just said, "I need eight guys. Let's go." But but I mean we we I mean yeah. as far as his and Anastasia's plan to escape to Wonderland, uh, oh, we'll have more backstory. I mean we got the motivation, we got the why, we didn't get the the how or you know how, how they came to realize that was a realistic option. That, that was a good end. Yeah. yeah, how was he privy to all the knowledge of what Maleficent had in her castle? Sure, I I, I didn't think of that either, but that's a good point, you know? Obviously, yeah. she had gold and all that stuff, and they would know that, but how would he know about the looking glass or that she was out of town, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, I'm like, what'd you do, get an invitation to some sort of a thing out of town? Who knows? Also, yeah. who was the king? Was that King George? Uh, I don't think that was one of the kings we've seen. That's not a king we've seen? Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming probably it would be King John, maybe, you know, from uh, the, the actual Robin Hood story, maybe. That but makes I mean, a lot of sense. Okay. Right now they are in the Enchanted Forest and not Sherwood Forest, though. I'm guessing maybe Sherwood is like a suburb. 
uh, with the Enchanted Forest. <laughs> it's the forest across the lake. Turn down this gravel road and you get to the Sherwood Forest. No, actually, wasn't the sheriff the sheriff of Nottingham was in the original uh, Robin Hood episode with the old Robin Hood, right? Because we yes. we called one of our episodes last season uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. I, yes. I believe. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yes, indeed. I don't know then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only reason. Like, at first, I was like, oh, are we finally going to bring King George in to actually do something on one of these shows? Because he just disappeared mm-hmm. in Storybrooke. <laughs> yeah. Because he's there. Yeah. He can't get out. Yeah, wasn't he like the, uh, the, the prosecuting attorney or something weird something like that? Something ridiculous, you know? yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous. So, anyway, that was just a little sidebar I thought of while we were chatting. I, I don't know. I, I I think we can probably all agree, though, that I, I, as far as the series is concerned, that the knave's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he is the character to beat on this show. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know yeah. what's funny? The first said i was like i don't know how i feel about this guy like i don't like mm-hmm. is he going to be interesting is he because he was just kind of mundane at first but mm-hmm. the more the show progresses the more he's awesome how having said that i think jafar is awesome you like jafar oh, i think this episode gosh. was much like, better what a villain mm-hmm. yeah what a villain in that staff is just awesome <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, JJ, if you want to speak to that a little bit, just because, like, well, I mean, it's mainly been in reference to scenes he has with the Queen, but we've we've been a little haterade on Jafar overall. So, go go ahead and maybe uh, speak a little to what you like about him. Well, let me ask you something: Are you drinking the hater Jafar because he's the and you should for that reason? Or yeah, is sorry, you dropped about- out a little. You dropped out a little bit there. Start again. Okay. Are you drinking the haterade on Jafar because he's the villain and you're supposed to hate him? Or is it there's something about the portrayal or the character itself that you just think is dull? I think it was the portrayal for me. Yeah, I I, I think me too. I think it was just a, it, it was just a matter of it felt a little bit off, especially uh, from the sort of a charismatic manner. I, I expect that character to be in from the, you know, the Aladdin movie and everything. I think it, it just fell a little flat. It's getting better. But especially the first episode and to a degree the second episode. And it was mainly, too, in his interactions with the Red Queen. Like some of the stuff like when he was floating around on the magic carpet last week, he yeah. he, 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 had, he had the right presence, although it looked a little silly because of the CGI. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. But he had the right presence and everything going on there. And when he separated from the Queen, like that intro scene from last week, too, when it was back in uh, Agrabah. And everything like that was like awesome. I, I really enjoyed that, but I, I don't know. It was just something him playing off the Red Queen. I it just didn't play right to me for some reason. Uh, you know, what? I think I might agree with that a little bit. I think the thing I like the most about Jafar, and this sounds really kind of crazy, uh, but I can even elaborate on this a bit more. Mm. His costuming, his appearance, it's it's cool. Like the moment he comes on the screen, you know, you know, this is the villain. And I think that that's one of the strengths of the show is the costuming. I was just remarking to my wife last week that did you ever notice the fairies, how how, how awesome their costumes are? I mean, if you look closely, like, you know what I mean? If you look closely at them, you know, just the costuming is incredible. And I, and I think that that's one thing I really like about Jafar, the presence of the character when he walks in. Mm-hmm. You know that the guy's bad. He's got this Darth Vader kind of air about him. Like, you know <laughs> this guy means business, right? The staff is awesome. Now, the thing that I don't like about Jafar is that, again, I kind of know what he's going to do 30 seconds before he does it. I'm like, okay, the Rindle, tell him what he wants 
don't know, and he's just going to kill you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it, he kind it, of like rips evil. Like you, he oozes evil. And there's something about that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. But I would agree with how the, the flatness of the scene at first with the Red Queen, you know, it kind of uh, it's missing something. And yeah, I can't put my finger on what. Yeah. Same, same here. And I, I definitely agree, too, about, you, you know, the styling of him. I, I thought it was really good, especially considering I, I'm pretty sure he's the first character we've had on either of the one shows that has only appeared in a Disney movie before and has only had one interpretation for them to work from. And, you know, to have that's it, right. I, I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel quite like the Disney movie, uh, Jafar, but it feels like a really good adaptation uh, of that character. It, it, as good as any other adaptation of any of the fairy tale characters that have had a million adaptations, you know. So, right. so I, you know, it, really cool that they've done a good job on that, especially considering they only have one source to work from. <laughs> Exactly, and I might be slightly biased on the fact because uh, I'm a big fan of the actor. I, yeah, because he was yeah. on Lost and everything, right? Yeah, and that's that's one of my favorite shows ever. You know, in fact, that's uh, I didn't even know that this had the same creators until I'm watching the first episode and I oh, see really? an Apollo candy bar, and I was <laughs> like, oh, I was like, Jenny, did you see that? It's in my wife, and she goes, No, what was that? I said, Go back. Remember the candy bars they ate. It was from Lost and little things like that. I thought mm-hmm. – and then the McCutcheon whiskey after a while. You know, I thought that was really interesting. So I like that kind of thing. And uh, They love so to I, do that type of stuff too. Uh, and, I, and, I, and as a fan, I love looking for that kind of thing as well. Yeah, I, I still know, need so. to go back and watch the rest of Lost sometime. I watched the first season and part of the second season. Then I kind of fell off and I never caught up. And then I heard it got into like alternate dimensions and all this crazy stuff. And I was like, well, I, I need to – devote 30 hours to catch up and i just don't have it right now and i still haven't found found time uh, uh, the, the the people were quite divided by how that show actually ended up but um oh yeah i liked i was a fan you know i mean i thought it worked i thought it made sense and uh you know i'm, I'm just a fan of everything those guys do it seems you know yeah and uh, it, like i i know even uh just being familiar with the first season uh once has a lot of the same kind of format as lost where uh, you know in terms of like opening up mysteries and closing like anytime they close a mystery they open up four new mysteries in the same episode generally and they use the same yes and they use the same format of the flashback mm-hmm. you know every episode focuses on a certain character and there's a flashback sequence of what you know led them to where they are yeah and um you know and they've used a lot of the same actors you know uh hurley uh uh, what's his fate? King George was in Lost. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course, uh, Jafar. All these people. So uh, uh, Emily de Raven Bell was into, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Emily de Raven Bell. <laughs> yeah, so that really, you know, I think that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So I like that a lot. Definitely. But Jafar is just uh, getting back to him. I, I, I like the actor and I like the costuming and staff is awesome. I want one. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll, we'll be ta- we'll be talking about it more in a little bit. But the preview for next week so it looks like it's going to be a really strong Jafar episode too. So that should be good. And okay, that might uh, make him come around a bit to everybody that thinks he's a little weak right now. Yeah, it's just right. like, it's just when you get him in the same room with the Red Queen for some reason. It but just... I thought they were better this week. I know there wasn't a lot, a lot of interaction, but I wasn't completely bored and checking mm-hmm. my phone, which yeah, and... <laughs> may have happened last week. <laughs> I'm also wondering how I'm going to view the Red Queen next week now that I know. 
you know. Well, that's wait, the point. Yeah. Yeah. To, right. may, maybe I'll I'll view her performance as the Red Queen a little differently too. But we'll exactly because I was quite haterate on her Botox. But you, you know, the Red Queen, uh, derivative <laughs> of of the chessboard Botox, uh, <laughs> notwithstanding, derivative right. of the chessboard. And I thought uh, that Cyrus uh, this week and Alice last week were doing a really good job of playing chess. You know, like planning to move ahead. Last week, Alice did it with the lamp, saying that it was buried one place when it was actually buried someplace else. And then uh, Cyrus did it this week with the whole. Uh, what was it? Bandersnatch. Uh, Cumber, Cumberbatch. Uh, no, Bandersnatch. Flabberbatch. <laughs> something like that. Uh, <laughs> no, but with the whole plan of, you know, telling them the Bandersnatch because he knew that Alice would know. Exactly how to defeat him. It. But I, I, I thought that was interesting that, you know, Red Queen being a character so associated with the chessboard and everything that Cyrus and Alice are doing a really good job playing chess against her. Right. True. Right. Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. But although (laughs) something I did notice this week, too, is that the entire episode was predicated on an assumption that Alice made that didn't end up being true. Uh, Basically, uh, you know, the whole reason uh, they were going to get the forget me not was to go see who got the thing out of the hole because she figured that. Uh, the person or the lamp out of the hole. Uh, what was it? And she figured that the person who got the lamp out of the hole uh, either had Cyrus or knew where Cyrus was. Yeah, had right. Cyrus and knew who Cyrus was. When yes, uh, the, the, finding out who put the lamp or got the lamp from the hole gave them some new information, but it did. It, it wasn't anything like she thought it was going to be. Yes, it, it was. The Red it, Queen knows exactly where Cyrus is. This is I. I don't know. I kind of. <laughs> But not for the reason Alice thought, right? Because sure. I, I think she thought, I think she thought that, uh, you know, we can go ahead and leave that alone because I, I can tell I'm on my own and I, I kind of have to well, get my reasoning. I was looking at an old note anyway. So, we'll go ahead. so I think you're kind of thinking of it that uh, she thought she would know who her villain would be by look, you know, and who, you know, and where to go and the shock of the rabbit. You know, right? I think is you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's something we should probably bring up too because we've been yeah. talking a bit about you know the fact that she thinks the rabbit's her friend, and it, that was revealed this week that uh, or to her anyway that the rabbit is not your friend. Right, which I like because it sort of Alice had a little bit more personality this week over her just I'm going to find Cyrus. I love him, and that right. was pretty much her right. entire everything. Well, with this week, you know, getting pissed at the rabbit, excuse me, for <laughs> tricking her, lying to her when she thought he was her friend, which I didn't get that impression last week, but that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing as how she left the rabbit. I, I did find uh, it interesting, too, that she she was basically saying, you, you know, how could he do this? Uh, and the fact that it was some casting news this week. I, a theory I had last week about the why might might come a little more into focus. Right. Basically, basically, I I I, th- I think the Red Queen is holding his family or his at least his wife. Mm-hmm. He's holding. She's holding somebody. That's a trope that's used quite often. She's got something on him. Exactly. Uh, you know, absolutely. Either family members or some kind of knowledge about something that he absolutely needs. You know, something like that. Because the uh, the rabbit doesn't come across as a is a selfishly motivated character. You know, 
Uh, yeah, and, and I love his if voice, it was too. just his personal safety, uh, then then he would probably just go ahead and abandon his personal safety to help out his friend. He seems exactly. like that kind of guy. So it has exactly. to be something else. Yeah. Right. Um, but some of the other things that I thought were I liked about her, which I like her character. I just am kind of a little bored with her. Um, but like how she was rolling her eyes at the knave when they were. Um, at the house and how she could tell that the caterpillar was lying and just straight up called him out <laughs> on it. I, I yeah. liked those little like bits about her. They were something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. and more, more to the character. And that could either be a little bit in the script, but it could also be a little bit on the actress too. I mean, exactly. you know, I think any, you know, anybody would know who's kind of acting even for a community theater would know that, you know, the longer you play a role, you know, the right. more you you find out about the role, as weird as that sounds. And I think that, you know, you, you get into it, you get into a groove, you start to understand your character's motivations more. I know that sounds cliche, uh, but but things like that, you know, and I think that maybe it's it's partially the script, partially the actress, you know, yeah. just getting into the role. Yeah, and, and there, there's probably also the matter of they shot the pilot and then probably, what, four or five, six months later or whatever, came back and shot the rest of the episodes. So there might have been yeah, – they might have decided some things. The creators might have decided some things about the character in that intervening time. The actress Actually is a different person, you know, right. exactly. six months down the line. So, so you know, they, in, there's a definitely I, – I have a feeling if we sat down and watched the first episode and then the other episodes again, we would see even a more marked difference than we saw just between watching the first episode and then watching the second episode the next week, you know. Yep. Just – uh, it, it, feel, it feels like they're getting a lot more clarity uh, in the vision for the show, which, uh, you know, ho- hopefully uh, hopefully we'll, holds up. Yeah, uh, with the way the ratings have been going. But again, we'll yeah. talk about that in a little bit. Uh, one thing uh, we also didn't have in our notes here that we should probably talk about is the Caterpillar. The Caterpillar was awesome, right? He was fantastic. I agree. The, I king, agree. Yeah. The, the kingpin of Wonderland crime and his disco opium <laughs> den underneath <laughs> the mushroom. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it. Like the size, the cantina, kind of like, uh, you know, yes, really the underbelly, the you know, your, underland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, underland. underland. Yes, I mean it was perfect. It was perfect. Okay. And who was voicing? Was it Iggy, Iggy Pop? Pop? Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Pop. Pop. If I read the credits correctly, that's right. Which you know. he, he did a great job, just kind of like cool, smoky voice like this. It was very. Yeah, it, it was funny thing was, you, you know. wouldn't, you would not, if you are familiar with Iggy Pop, you would not have thought that was him doing that. Voice. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I wonder if they were doing some sort of like pitch shifting down of his voice too, because I, I just, I can't imagine that voice coming out of his mouth. But <laughs> I know, I know, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, it was amazing. You know how like I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't Iggy Pop. What? You know, <laughs> I just know Iggy Pop to be a shirtless guy with a bunch of cuts that sings. You know, <laughs> you know. but uh, yeah, I mean, it was sound pretty good. Oh, yeah. definitely. I'm very. In that light, one the one thing we should probably also mention is that last scene when Jafar comes in uh, into the uh, you know the disco opium den. Yes. I <laughs> uh, we're we're definitely gonna, I think we're definitely going to see the knave moving from someone who helps out Alice and her you know objective to being Alice's weakness and a bargaining chip and something they use against Alice. Yeah, sure uh, here coming up in the future, which is interesting. Uh, and I speak- also expect the- Oh, sorry. Hit, oh, no, go ahead, Jay. I was just going to say, I, I also expect a point in, you know, the narrative where it's like, will the knave betray Alice? And there'll be a big yeah. episode about that, you know? He'll have some I see kind that of coming. Laid on the table, you know? 
like you the know. Red Queen will try and seduce him back or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be an angle played, definitely. <laughs> I, oh, I can definitely see that. Uh, speaking of things that they sent after Alice, when they were looking through that book to find mm-hmm. a monster to send after her, they mentioned, and uh, Amory, you might not be as familiar with this as me and JG are, but they mentioned a monster called the Sarlacc. That would yes. digest, spend a thousand years digesting someone. Does that ring a bell to you at all, JG? It certainly does. In fact, I was typing a text or an email or something at the time when that line was delivered, and I looked up. I was like, "Wait a minute, Star Wars reference, Sarlacc." You know, I was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" And yeah, because uh, that's as, the, the, you know, I've Boba Fett. Made, you know what? A couple, yeah, Boba Fett. Right? He gets thrown off the skiff into into this pit of the Sarlacc, and. Uh, and it's interesting because I was actually reading, you know, they say that it will digest you, you know, he'll digest you in horrible pain for, you know, a thousand years or something like that. So I'm interesting, interested about the Sarlacc. So I looked it up and I thought, well, wait a minute, how's that possible? Wouldn't you just die? Mm-hmm. Well, according to what I've read in my Star Wars lore, because as you can <laughs> tell, I'm a bit of a Star Wars nerd. I've already made you know, a reference <laughs> to Darth Vader and whatnot. Uh, apparently, the Sarlacc has something in its digestive system that keeps you alive and just keep on digesting you. Oh, <laughs> so, that's pleasant. Yeah, so it's supposed to be the most vile thing that could possibly happen to anyone. That always so, almost uh, reminds me like that parasite that infects your brain and makes you like kill yourself basically <laughs> yeah yeah just like it's, something that level of natural cruelty <laughs> or right in the natural world right yeah in the natural world that's exactly what you think of and you think geez boba fett might have done some vile things but i don't think he quite deserved that <laughs> well if you, if you look into the extended universe you'll know that seven years later boba fett actually escaped the sarlacc pit and that's all right. actually I'm I know. Some so i'm gonna bring it back to wonderland I'm bring it back to wonderland <laughs> You know, raped his mother. You know, <laughs> actually, Boba Fett was a child molester. You know, and I don't know, but whatever. Right? You know, based on what I know about Boba Fett, to call back know, to our about- first Wonderland episode, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> Right, right. No, that was cool having the Star Wars reference. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it was probably just a matter of of the writers feeling they could throw that in there subtly without Disney getting too upset. But on the other hand, maybe someday we'll get Darth Vader and Storybrook. Maybe. No. Yes. No. Yes. Well, you know who I think would be a good Storybrook? Yoda. You know, yeah, if you're gonna have any. Yoda. Yoda. Uh, oh, you a know? scene between Rumpelstiltskin and Yoda. Ha! Sign me Sorry. up. Sign me up. I will sell all three of my children to make that happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> sell them right out right, right away. Cheap. Too. <laughs> Real cheap. Right, right. Well, I mean, Going to the best the caterpillars already kind of like job of the hut. I mean, you know. Oh yeah, the caterpillar was definitely definitely had some job of the hut stuff going on there. Yeah, unfortunately right. they didn't have a band playing when they walked in though, just a bunch of really messed up people. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wearing weird masks and stuff, you know. <laughs> okay, and uh Amory, you had one point to uh close um, it up. <laughs> there was a lot of parallels with ones this week. Um how the knave seems to sort of be on a little path to redemption, hence he mm-hmm. burnt the knot instead of turning it in, which would have been for himself, making mm-hmm. him a thief. Um the phrase all magic comes with a price. But that came from Robin Hood, so it kind of makes me it just sort of, you know, timelines. Well, uh, didn't somebody somebody else said that too, didn't they? I think last uh, Jafar week. did. Jafar did. 
Jafar mm-hmm. said yeah. that. Yes, Jafar said that. Yes. Yeah, so there's just a lot of, I mean, I guess that's obviously an understood throughout all of the realms that magic comes with a price. Yeah, that was but, one of my notes, too. They said it! Exclamation. They said it! Magic! Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> magic comes with a price, dearie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also the excessive amount of making deals and making deals to counteract deals. And mm. There's just a lot of that, like, who knows? Maybe we'll have Rumple in a couple of weeks when he gets back from maybe. Neverland. But I mean, <laughs> I mean I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard. It's just you, you've got this picture in my head of, like, the character actually breaking the fourth wall and, like, you know, like, looking right at the camera, you know. Mm. Oh, magic comes with a price. You know, <laughs> the wink, you know, the old Superman <laughs> wink, you know. Uh, you know, the people at home, they said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what will happen once upon a time. They said it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they do a little dance, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got off track. <laughs> no, it's, that, that's the name of the game. Off track. That's how we run these episodes generally. <laughs> But to bring us back on track, I will close out this discussion of this episode like I always do and come up with a completely arbitrary scale to judge the episode on. Now, out of six disco opium dens, Anne-Marie, <laughs> uh, how many disco opium dens do you give this episode? I'm going to give it four and a half opium dens. Why? It, disco I, opium dens. Disco, oh, well, disco opium dens, 4.75. Uh, um. <laughs> No, I thought it was a really good episode. I liked seeing lots of mm-hmm. progression in the such. And I I don't know. There was a lot going on, but I wanted to see more. I don't know. I picked it. <laughs> How many opium dens, disco opium dens are you giving it? Uh, well, let's ask JG first. JG, okay. uh, out of six disco opium dens, how many disco opium dens do you give this episode? I'd probably give this episode uh, four and three quarter quarters uh, disco opium dens. Mm-hmm. So uh, throw some more platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, and, and what is your justification, sir? Uh, well, it's the best one yet. Uh, and, and I think that I had actually said in when I was on the Facebook in one of your threads that um, it, 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 right off the bat, the first episode, it was good, mm-hmm. but I was expecting great. Okay? Yes. And I, and I think that we're getting to the point now where it's on the road to becoming great. I just hope it's not too little too late with uh, viewership. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. And, and we'll, we'll be discussing that in a moment, too. And uh, just uh, to, to close things out, I'll give my Disco Opium Den rating here. And I'm going to give it a 5.5. Really? Well, I, I you know, I, my ratings are affected by the series as a whole up to this point. And obviously, the, the very mm-hmm. best episode of the series. Also, it was Nave, 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 Nave. And I'm a huge fan of the actor from the UK being human. So anything with the Nave gets my four thumbs up because I have four hands, not two, like a normal. That'll do it. That'll hey, do it. Wonderland. So, uh, okay. Well, I guess that ends our episode discussion. So, I, you know, as always, it's time to thank Audible because they thank sponsored you, Audible. the show. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Audible, show. for having me. It was been it was been wonderful. <laughs> was that good? Wonder, wonderful. That, that, <laughs> that was very. <laughs> and uh, for for you, the listeners of Greetings from Wonderland, uh, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty day trial to give you the opportunity to check out some of their service. 
services, rather. Uh, now, if you don't know Audible, they provide audiobooks. Uh, you sign up for a membership. Uh, you get you know one or two credits a month, depending on the membership you sign up for. And you just make a wish list of all the audiobooks you want to catch up on. And then when you're in the car, on the treadmill, uh, walking through Wonderland, trying to find the Caterpillars Disco Opium Disco Hideaway... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you can listen, catch up on your reading, listen to these audiobooks, and as always, we like to give a recommendation. Emery, why don't you go first with yours? <clears throat> this week, as I've been trying to do the whole season, I'm trying to do something that's a little, you know, with the show, and I came up with Will in Scarlet by Matthew Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, from what I can tell, the little bits that I heard should be um, giving the Will Scarlet characters perspective of the whole Robin Hood mm-hmm. shenanigans. So that might help give somebody some backstory to help us out a little. And uh, this week I'm going for my recommendation. I'm going to do something very unusual. I'm going to say my recommendation recommendation. And then uh JG, I'm going to ask you to explain it and explain why the people who like once upon a time might like it. Okay. My recommendation okay. this week is the gunslinger by Stephen King. Go ahead, JG. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) That's a different podcast altogether. Uh, (laughs) The Gunslinger uh, by Stephen King is uh, part one of a seven-part series called The Dark Tower, and it's – The Gunslinger is my favorite character in any form of literature or film or anything else. And I think that fans of Once Upon a Time would enjoy this show because of the traveling between worlds idea, the uh, the idea that magic uh, comes with a price, uh, theory. It, it does in this world as well. Um, the fighting of monsters, the, uh, you know, the, the different uses of, uh, you know, technology versus magic, you know, the, uh, the reason versus belief kind of thing. It's a, uh, it's a great story. And, and I, I think that just like uh, Wonderland, it's the story of the, of the epic quest, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this main character, this gunslinger Roland is seeking a dark tower. And uh, I think that most people that like these types of stories, uh, you know, this, uh, the Lord of the Rings, etc. the idea of the epic quest is something that, uh, you know, draws us all in. So I highly recommend that story to anyone. Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, like you were saying, if you like, if you like world hopping, if you like the melding of many different story worlds, if you like adventure, Dark Tower is a great series. It's one of JG's favorites, I know, because I used to be his roommate. Uh, and the yes. gun, you start out with the gunslinger on that one. Um, and then it goes through a bunch of stuff. Uh, Wizards and Glass, Wolves of the Caled, the whole, the whole, there's a billion books. And, uh, and like you to Bill, there's a lot of uh, you know connections to other uh, stories, uh, Marvel Comics, The Wizard of Oz, etc. So it's, uh, it's and great. also anything Stephen King's written is pretty much connected to the Dark Tower too. Uh, pretty much, yep. Yeah, so if, if you want to pick up uh, that one, Amory's recommendation, or any other audiobook to try it out, you can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com/storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook. And uh, you can go there for your free audiobook. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring thank this you. week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland slash Storybrook when we go back to regular episodes. And now, on to the news. <laughs> news. <laughs> okay, so uh, first off, <laughs> we'll, we'll, JG, we'll give you a minute to finish laughing. Go ahead. Continue. I'm good. Please, I'm good. laugh at us. Please. <laughs> I'm biting my, my hand now so I don't laugh. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, we'll start with the ratings, which, eh. 
Not so good. Not great. They, Not so uh, good at all. You know what? Actually, we're going to ignore the ratings and just say that things are worse than they've ever been, and they don't look really all that good. And they may so, have been the lowest for the entire night. Yeah, uh, so yeah. just not good. We're not going to mention numbers, but no. we will mention this story that we missed last week about something else. Anne-Marie, you want to take that? You want me to take it? Yeah, go ahead and take so, it. It hurts me too much. I know. TV by the numbers, where we tend to get a lot of our ratings, which is why I'm confused we didn't see this article, mm-hmm. um, has a listing of shows that are likely to get canceled. Mm. Um, and unfortunately the title of this, uh, article is once upon a time in wonderland is likely, likely to, to be, be canceled. canceled. Like they straight up, there's many other shows mentioned in said article and they chose wonderland to pick on for the title. Yeah. Which uh, is weird. They didn't pick trophy wife betrayal or the neighbors, all of which have a lower rating here. Right. Mm-hmm. Slightly. They, <laughs> very slightly. Who knows? We may have be, been on the border for that. Um, but what they do is they rated by um, enlisted shows by either canceled, one sad face, two sad faces, three mm-hmm. neutral faces, or four or five happy faces. Uh-huh. Um, there's one show already canceled, Lucky Seven. I've never even heard of it. It was about the lottery winners. I was going to watch it, but I saw the commercial and I told my wife, that show won't make it two weeks. And <laughs> I think it made it three. <laughs> made it three. Um, then they have uh, The Neighbors, Betrayal, and Trophy Wife, who have one very sad, angry face, according to the graphic. And next Animated is, GIFs. Uh, there's a lot of GIFs. Yeah, a lot of GIFs, whatever. Um, but then, unfortunately, Wonderland has two sad faces. Mm-hmm. And they, basically, this rate says, you know, there's uh it's 23 percent below the premiere mm-hmm. um below the premiere of, oh of a canceled show <laughs> we did less like it had <laughs> worse ratings than a show that's canceled well you know so, i think a part of the problem is a on poor time slot you're yeah. competing with the most popular comedy on television yes. at eight o'clock and a very good show at that i know that um it, it, it's it's always stares me which one to watch, and I always watch uh, Wonderland because I know it's most likely to be spoiled, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. it's uh, you know, and a lot of people don't like that show at eight on a rival network, but I really really do. <laughs> I enjoy it and, as well. And most people that are into things like Wonderland tend to like this same comedy. So I, I think yeah. that it was a very poor decision on ABC's part to uh, to go ahead with that show. You know, especially with a show that they uh, plan to tell one continuous and ending story, one beginning, middle, and ending story in one season. So I don't know right. why you would do that. I would pick a night where there's not much going on, you know? See, I mean, right. see the time slot's a problem. Another problem is is they did the, the pilot and then the rest of the series separated by so much time and, you know, production decisions and things like that. that it just feels like two completely separate series almost. Right, and right. wasn't it originally supposed to take the place of the downtime of Once Upon a Time? So I actually was expecting yeah. it to be a summer series. Mm-hmm. Which would have been a better option, I think. It was also supposed to be shorter, too. It was supposed to be, I, well, what, like five or six episodes, right? Um, it was initially at, um, got something like that. Then it was up to like a solid 13, which mm-hmm. can still be, you know, that's okay. That's not a long season by any stretch. Yeah, that's a half season. It's a, it's a long British season, um, <laughs> but not American. <laughs> and they, it, then they went back and they 
it seems like they asked for more episodes or maybe or maybe they downed it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they went back because now it's undisclosed how many episodes there will be. Yeah, because I was trying to line up guests for this podcast. I was trying to go through and see when the air dates were to confirm to try and uh, get a couple more people lined up. And uh, yeah, they don't have them yet. They uh, The only thing oh, they have on like, IMDb is through episode five. Mm-hmm. But see, my, and those my, don't even have much confirmation other than air dates. But my argument here is that they already have a sunk cost in this. They've already, you know, they've already built the infrastructure to make these they've episodes. They, too much. Yeah, they've likely already produced most of the episodes, and they have a built-in audience to buy the DVDs when the but DVDs not, come uh, out. Not a lot of the the onesers seem to be liking Wonderland. But, you, you know, I, I bet you every single once they're out there is going to sit down and marathon it once it's done. Possibly. Yep. I guarantee. Especially yeah. if, yep. if a character like if they have a crossover or Alice or someone okay. comes over to the main series or Jafar comes over to the main series. I guarantee you everyone's going to marathon it next summer when to we don't catch have up. Yeah. We're going to catch up. And it's the type of show, too. You know, when you when you have a spinoff show like this, what you have is there are going to be a lot of casual fans out there that say, oh, once upon a time, sweet. They turn it on. They don't see Prince Charming. They don't see Rumpelstiltskin. So right. they're like, well, what is this garbage? You know, and, you know, that's that's really a mentality. Not everyone out there is a fanboy or girl like we are. Yeah. Right. You know, so you <laughs> You have a lot of people out there that that really like Once Upon a Time, and they see that title, mm-hmm. and they but, and, and and they go, "Wow, you know, more adventures of my favorite <laughs> heroes," mm-hmm. and, and they turn it on, and it's not them. Mm-hmm. So, right. And I think that a lot of people just don't do their homework things, and they don't go into them with an open mind. You know, see, that's my see I'm so confused here too, because you know, right after this article was released, the it, they officially announced that Whoopi Goldberg has been cast as Mrs. Rabbit. Yes. Which uh, is you, awesome. Yeah, know, pretty much. So <laughs> exciting. Like, they have some big names on this show for being a spinoff TV show. Mm-hmm. There were some really big, like, Absolutely. having Whoopi Goldberg, having well, to, John to be, Lithgow. To Iggy be fair, Pop. though, is Whoopi Goldberg really that big of a name these days? She's not, <laughs> but she's pretty, I mean, she's very well known. She is so, very well known. I know it's not. She's like, on The, the View and everything. Is she still right, on The View? Right. I, I think, think so, so, yeah. I haven't if, watched if, The View in like 10 years. If The View is still around, I think she's still on it. I don't know, though, because <laughs> I don't I'm not I'm not in the demographic for The View. No, you're yeah, not. Like, like I, I mentioned earlier that I'm an uh, you know, I'm older now and it's the Facebook, but I'm not an old woman. No offense to ladies out there. And, uh, <laughs> and by the way, the, the talk is such a better show. <laughs> nice. nice. I hear a but, lot of people like the doctors. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, and like I was saying earlier, that that might give oh. some more indication that. Um, well, I don't think they plan on canceling it before the eighth episode, then, because she's is that when to, Whoopi comes in? Yeah, that's what I was just like reading with a fine tooth comb that she's well. Forgive to me appear. for this, but Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, should at least get us good. through Christmas. Mm-hmm. Item, or close to Christmas. Yeah, but see, and that's what I'm saying too. It's it's uh, such a sunk, sunk cost at this point. They've paid for Whoopi Goldberg to go to a voiceover booth for ten minutes, you know. So, hey, right. they've spent a lot of time on the uh, the rabbit. He's got some details here in this picture, minus his really red eyes. They're creepy. I think worst case scenario, what's going to happen? Looks like he's been partying all night. Yes, he was down in the opium den. <laughs> he looks like he's been down in the disco opium <laughs> den. <you know? laughs> No, but I, I think worst case scenario, what's going to happen is they're going to they'll cut airing the series short 
or they'll like do it all in one night, like air the rest of the episodes in one night, and we'll get like a quick DVD release. I guarantee I think, that's the worst case scenario. I don't think yeah. there's I don't think there's a world where we don't get at least thirteen episodes of Wonderland by the time it's all said and done. So. Because that was the original call too. I think this is true. Or one of the original calls. But uh, okay, so uh, and lastly here we have the preview for next week. Uh, now this hey. week, uh, Amory, what would you like to say about the preview for next? I'd have to watch it again. I know you'd have to pull it up again. I was actually trying to buy some time while I pulled it up. Oh, Jafar stabs stab someone in the hand. Alice is running through the woods. And there's also the genie in the cage and the knave's about to get his head chopped off. Oh, that's right. Off with his head. Yeah. We finally get off with his head. We get an off with his head moment. And also it, it appears <laughs> it appears it. that uh <laughs> <laughs> They said it. Man, it you know that's how the best great... part about fairy tale stuff is that you have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Exactly. You know what the worst fun. thing about doing these special Wonderland episodes is? Is we decided at the beginning to do set episode titles Alice versus something, and we have so many great things said during the episode, like they said it or Disco Opium Den. <laughs> there would be great episode titles that we can't use because we made that stupid, stupid, stupid decision. And you made that stupid, stupid decision. Couldn't we call hey. it Alice versus the Disco Opium Den? Hey, rules are meant to be broken, my friend. Actually, you know what? I think Just we will call it. Thing. We will call it Alice. I'm going to change it in the doc right now. <laughs> Do it. Make it uh, happen. Disco. Are we still recording? <laughs> We are still recording. <laughs> Okay, well, so, while he does that, let me just remind it, it, everyone it was that just, there's no episode next week. There is no it's Halloween. Week. Go, take your kids, dress up like a character, get some candy. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. And <laughs> also, all, all the stories we discussed uh, <laughs> are available in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com, we should mention. We are all loosey-goosey, and I'm loving it, guys. It's fantastic. I blame the It's a good one. It is. It's it a good one. So now we're now we're going to go ahead and move on to listener questions and feedback. As always, uh, and we appreciate it when you email us right after the episode ends. Um, after the episode, not our episode. Yes. After the television episode. After the television episode. We uh, feel you, there's been some confusion on this. But uh, you can email <laughs> us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter. We're at GF Storybrook over there. You can uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. Or you can leave us a voicemail, which is our absolute favorite, favorite, favorite at 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And speaking of voicemails, we have one from Robert, which I'm going to play right now. Hey, guys, Robert again. Holy crap, forget me not, was such a great episode of Wonderland. I was just like, holy crap, the name is Will Scarlet. Holy crap, the caterpillar is like Jabba the Hutt. Holy crap, they mentioned the Sarlacc. Holy crap, Anastasia is the Red Queen. Holy crap, oh, holy crap, that was such a great episode. See you guys. Holy crap, Robert. You, <laughs> you really loved this episode, didn't you? I think he did. I think I, he did. I, 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 I think he was very much impressed. Thank you, Robert, uh, by the way, for calling in uh, and leaving that voicemail again. If you want to leave voicemail, 424-274-2352. And to wrap it up, I believe we have a letter from our guest last week, Wynn, if you want to read that, Amory. I got you. I got you. <clears throat> <laughs> huh. 
I just can't think of much to say about this one. When? How could you not have anything to say about this one? By the way, she, anyway, she can't think of anything to say, and then she writes. She goes on for two oh. paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with it. Better than the previous ones. A little too much job of the hut in the caterpillar for my taste. Mm-hmm. The main thing that stands out to me in Wonderland so far is the large population of characters who are not from that world. Jafar, Cyrus, Grendel, the Knave, and Anastasia, a.k.a. the Red Queen, and of course, Alice. Maybe no one is a native, and Wonderland is just like Cheers, where everybody knows your name and they're glad or sad you came. <laughs> Love that. That's Love definitely. that. And, and yeah, it definitely feels like the, there aren't very many characters native to Wonderland, so I wonder if that's going to come into play. Uh, something they did know about Wonderland before going through the mirror was they, they said specifically that it was a land that was full of magic, which I believe that came up on the show last week. We were speculating, and we thought that or I forget if it was a letter or one of us said it that basically, you know, it's it's just a land of magic. It's All just the magic. magic. Is Wonderland, you know? Yes, kind of. because of the fairies. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, he it's like also says, "Oh, sorry, Mary." No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say he also says before they jump through the portal that uh, Wonderland is a place where you can be whatever you want to be, anything you want. Right. So it's almost like you know, throughout the uh, the multiverse, uh, people were like they found this portal, and maybe Wonderland just started out as a magical slate mm-hmm. that became, yep. you know, fr- formed from the dreams of the people that found their way there. Who knows? And, and we've been speculating over on the on the main. Show show for the main show that you know maybe neverland was the source of all magic maybe maybe it could be wonderland who knows it, maybe that maybe that's what the tie-in is going to be because we know there's, there's a, tie-in a tie-in coming like a major major oh, yeah. tie-in coming it's, it's just a matter of when and who and how right uh so especially because be- i believe they get out of neverland in the next couple episodes oh do they I believe so. I, I actually kind of hope they do. Just well, because I miss the Storybrooke characters. <laughs> I need some bells well, for mayor. Anyway. They, there, there is a whole episode coming where they pick up right when the pirate ship left Storybrooke. Which is Swanfire. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, if you're interested in listening to us dish about the main series, uh, as always, you can uh, catch uh, those episodes over at greetingsfromstorybrook.com or if you search on iTunes, the main podcast is Greetings from Storybrook. I don't know how many people are coming over through the Greetings from Wonderland feed. I know our numbers on the Wonderland episodes are up from normal. So I guess well, a few that's good. Are. So what you know, once somebody's we're done with doing good in the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if, if if you enjoy the show and you want to listen to us talk about the main series too, greetings from Storybrook. Uh, greetings from Storybrook.com is the website. Uh, and if you want to email us, greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com. Uh, now, uh, Emery, where can people find you at? You can find me on the Twitters, similar to the Facebook, but much shorter. And I am <laughs> at amdsimone. And uh, you can find me over there. I'm at Bill Meeks. I'm also putting out an audiobook of my first novel that's going to be released uh, around mid-December called Dog Boy Den of Thieves. I got the cover back this week. It's amazing. You're going to love it. But you can get that at dogboyadventures.com. And uh, JG, where do you teach at? No, I'm kidding. You don't have to say where you teach. But, uh, don't do uh, that. That's unsafe. JG, do you have any uh, closing thoughts for the crowd? Because I know you don't have a Twitter to promote or anything like that. Um. I, I just use the Facebook. Um, the Twitter is a little too uh, newfangled for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
I'd say my closing thoughts are this is a lot of fun. I really like uh, listening to the podcast. I've loved participating in it. I'd love to do it again, uh, particularly with the main series. If you ever need another guest sometime, um, and spoiler really, party, be on a spoiler party with us. Definitely cool, cool, yeah. And, and it was just really great to you know talk to you know people I've known from back in the day. Bill was my roommate in college. We. Had a lot of uh, adventures, our very own Wonderland. Um, you know, so uh, we, we, it's been great catching up and, and, and talking about this show. It's been awesome. Good definitely. Uh, yeah, me me and JG, totes bros from back in the day. So You really totes again. <laughs> I'm, but, I have to pull that word from your vocabulary. J, JG, I, I, I do want to say, you know, it, it was just a pleasure to get to talk to you both times today. And we will definitely have you back on at the soonest available opportunity. And I need to figure out some way for us to get a podcast together. Uh, just just the two of us, just so we have an excuse to talk more often. Yeah, that'd but, uh, be great. That'd be great. We are we're pretty geeky, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for us. Even longer than our first Wonderland episode, Anne Marie. Uh, but uh, I guess until next time. Greetings, greetings from, from Missouri Land, Brook Place. Story Wonder Neverland. Yes. Ah, Neverland. Neverland.